This is Science Friday. I'm Kathleen Davis. And I'm Maddie Safaya. Later in the hour, you've heard the line about eight eight ounce glasses of water a day. But how much water does your body actually use? It turns out there's a lot of variation. But first, we're headed into the cloud forests of southwest Colombia, way high up in the Andes. To visit a set of trails that are the first of their kind in the Americas. They are designed specifically with blind and low vision visitors in mind. For many visually disabled people, accessing outdoor spaces like parks can be challenging. Trails are often unsafe or difficult to navigate. Signs don't usually have braille. And guides generally aren't trained to help disabled visitors. My next guest, Juan Pablo Culasso, is working to change that. He's drawn on his own experiences as a blind person and expert birder to develop a system of accessible trails. He's also an audio nerd after our own hearts recording hours and hours of natural sound. Juan is joining us today from Bogota, Colombia. Juan Pablo, welcome to Science Friday. Thank you, Madi. Juan Pablo, I've heard that you can identify more than 1,000 species of birds by sound. I, my first question is how, Juan? Like, how does one learn <laughs> to differentiate? Okay. Those? Well, usually blind people, we need to develop some memories techniques, right? Uh, we need to do mental maps every day to locate objects, to locate everything. And uh, our world is, is built by sounds, everything. Uh, of my images are sounds. Well, the birds, I believe that wasn't a, a really a, a coincidence because when I was a child, you know, make games to a child. Today you put a PlayStation or whatever, but for a blind person, for a blind child, it's so hard. And uh, with my father and an, an encyclopedia that had s different bird sounds, basically Europeans and North American birds, he began to, to play randomly a sound and uh, I need to, to set the answer. And then I received a cassette tape in the 90s, 1998 maybe, with birds of Argentina. And my country, Uruguay and Argentina, shares 100% of the birds. So after that cassette, when we traveled to the field, I began to recognize, wow, this is the bird number one uh, in the side B. <laughs> or is the bird, yeah, bird 25 or 26 or whatever. And then the jump to the professional path was when I was 16 years old. I was invited to an expedition with biologists. And uh, one of them gave me a recorder, a microphone. And when you listen the sound louder into, into the headphones, just hit the right button. And listening to a bird, that kingfisher really changed my mind. Well, after 20 years, I'm so grateful for the biologist that gave me, gave me the equipment, the recorder. Yeah. I love that it's a kingfisher. That's my belted kingfisher. That's my favorite bird. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> it's so, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Like a celebrity bird. Okay. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you become you know, a professional in this space. You spent your childhood falling in love and, and, and listening to these birds and, and making games out of it. When did you get the idea to design accessible trails? Matt, this is a beautiful question because I did uh, myself the same question. Juan Pablo, what can I do for the other blind people that can't go outside to nature? Because I, I'm a privileged person because I could travel mostly in the Americas, but in other parts of the world as well, uh, recording sounds and making workshops and making conferences to sighted people. But 
what can I do for the other blind people? So in the 2020, in the middle of COVID-19 pandemic situation, I moved to Bogota two weeks after the world closes with my girlfriend, appear an application of a, of a grant to develop our grant projects regarding reactivating tourism post COVID-19. And uh, we applied to that project with the, the first avid tourism route for blind people in South America. My idea is not make a thing only for blind people or partial sighted people, because in my opinion, this is not inclusion, it's exclusion. My idea is all people together getting an experience in the forest. Because I know that it's possible to blind people go to nature. Wow. Okay, so walk me through some of the features that make it accessible. Like there's audio guides associated with them. Like take me for a walk. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Maidi, you, you are in the, in the beginning of the trail. On your right hand, there is a rope. And uh, I invite you to close your eyes okay, and it. walk slowly using that rope. Mm-hmm. You're going to encounter some signals in the rope, like different textures that are advising you that a couple of steps in front of you, there is a QR code. You're going to get your phone. You're going to scan that QR code. And that QR code will have the description of the place that you are, what trees are, what kind of birds, the description of the path, for example. Be careful on the next steps there are a climb down. So walk slowly, right? Right. You continue walking and the, another QR code. So drop the rope, extend your right hand, and you are going to touch a tree. That tree is called whatever. This tree is so important to this forest regarding they get a lot of water inside. Okay, you return to the rope and continue walking. And uh, in the end of the trail, there is a platform, fenced platform, that we are going to meet all together and share the experience. Wow. I love this. It's so immersive. Yes, absolutely. The other thing, Juan Pablo, is there there are people there to help, right? There are guides that are specially trained. Exactly. What do they do differently than, you know, conventionally trained guides? Believe me that all the trainings that I do, 80%, I need to train the people to train their common sense, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Basically, when you break the ice with a blind people, you know, so many people get scary. What gonna say to them? What words can I use, Yeah. right? So yeah, the guys are, are trained to really don't, uh, don't be scary about the blind person. Don't be scary to, to say th- something. The techniques, I need to train the persons to really be descriptive, but at the same time, really um, use the appropriate words to describe something, right? For example, the colors, the colors of the, because so many people think that blind people doesn't know nothing about colors, but it's not true. But you can use associations, for example, ah, that, I don't know, that tree is red, red, red like the fire mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm blue like like the sky right specific techniques to really for example 99 percent of the people when try to guide me in a place take my hand 
And this is a mistake because my hands are my, my eyes, you know? Sure. You need to take my arm to be my hands free to really navigate and understand. But you never take a blind, a blind person from, from their hands, sorry. So that's the idea. Well, let's let's do it. Let's pretend you're my guide. I have some audio that you graciously gave us. I'm going to close my eyes. You describe to me where we are, you know, what we're hearing. You know, just take me on a little tour, Juan Pablo. Okay, you, Madi, are in a, in a forest. It's after raining. The drops that you are listening are the water that are in the trees that are falling gently onto the floor. No rain. The rain already passes. And now you are listening a beautiful couple of Myotlipis coronata. That birds are a very, very small birds of the family of warblers. They are so common in the cloud forest in Colombia. Wow, okay, I love that. Juan Pablo, how hard would this be for other parks to adopt some of these changes? Because it doesn't seem tremendously difficult to me. All the people ask me, Juan Pablo, how many money I need need to invest? (laughs) It's not too much. Uh, The money, in my opinion, is the easiest part. The hardest part is is the change of the mental thing that most people said, no, I don't receive my people. And they said that because it's so, ah, it's so hard to think. It's so hard to think, how, how can I do, or how many things I need to adapt, or how many people I need to train. The first thing is really find people with an open mind and uh, they need to believe the nature is a human right. Nature is a human right, and even more for blind people, even more for blind people. Uh, we want to travel a lot. We want to enjoy different things, but it's really, really hard because the most people that is in that places, they prefer to say, no, this place is unsafe. You are going to fall. You cannot. You can't do that. It's easy, Maddie. It's easy. <laughs> so the change of the attitude of the person is the key. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah. I mean, what has been the reaction from people who visit these trails? You know, what are you hearing from people? Well, the first uh, pilot that we did was with uh, children with deaf and blind disability. And for 90% of that, even living 40 minutes away, from that beautiful place, so many of them really cry a lot after the experience because no before they could do that. For me, really was really emotionally was so strong. So I remember that I talked to my to my guide. Yeah, I said for, for him, Luis Carlos, please take me away from here to cry a little bit <laughs> because it's a dream come true, right? So finally, people with my, my same disability, in the case of blind, are enjoying the same thing that I really enjoy for the last 20 years. 
Juan Pablo, that is beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me and taking me on a journey. I had so much fun. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, if I'm allowed to, please find me on Spotify to listen more beautiful nature songs in South America. <laughs> we do have a link to your recordings on our website if the audience wants to hear more. Juan Pablo Culasso is a nature recordist and birder based in Bogota, Colombia. <laughs> 